G'day, g'day, g'day. G'day, g'day, g'day. Hello there. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello there, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks and the authors who wrote those cookbooks. I'm your host this week, David Rossetti, and I'm here with your usual host, my handsome husband, and the everything bagel seasoning of my life, Dustin Harder. Uh, we swapped tra- chairs this week, and Dustin is in the interview seat. And uh, as we get ready for the release of his third cookbook, one, two, three, uh, epic vegan, quick and easy, simple one pot and one pan plant based recipes. Hi, honey. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I love you so much. It was so hard for me to be quiet. I, oh, I just love you. You're how, everything. How is it over there? How is it life. over there? You are. You are uh, my everything. We have bagel. literally switched chairs, everybody. We've switched switched chairs. Quite literally. Mm-hmm. To we cut to the feeling, switch chairs, and we are on opposite sides to really get into this for you here. I'm. How do you feel? I'm. So, I'm so excited. <laughs> you just made me so excited, Aww. and I'm just. Um, I'm really stoked. I feel like I have formatted this podcast the way I want to hear other people talk about their cookbooks. <laughs> so I'm stoked to sort of like, I don't know, you sit back and you did the outline and everything, but yeah. I, I'm just excited to really talk about this book and really dive into it. I'm so excited about Epic Vegan Quick and Easy. So I'm stoked to tell everyone about it. And I'm stoked that we get to talk about it because, um, you know, being on the other side of things and seeing the amount of work and hard hard work and dedication and like sleepless nights and yeah god does it need just one more teaspoon of the paprika (laughs) you know like all that stuff i just i love that we're getting to kind of celebrate you say as like i've literally been trying to figure out how we can put more whiteboards in the house for the next book well that's true that's true we've when got both up in the middle of the night and everywhere I wanna, like right on a whiteboard everywhere maybe just one next to the bed well let's get started shall yeah. we so um uh so i know all of this and some of you might know all of this but let's get into my amazingly talented husband so dustin harder is the host and creator of the original vegan travel culinary series the vegan roadie um, and this weekly podcast keep on cooking uh, Dustin is a vegan chef and cooking instructor and culinary director for Arden's Garden here in Atlanta. As a graduate of the Natural Gourmet Institute in uh, NYC, Dustin has been featured in such publications as Eating Well, Veg News, Vegan Lifestyle Magazine, Chowhound, Vegetarian Times, and Paste Magazine. Dustin is the author of three, what? Three vegan cookbooks, Epic Vegan Quick and Easy, which is this one, Epic Vegan, uh, and then his first one, The Simply Vegan Cookbook. Uh, Simply Vegan Cookbook has been added to Forbes' list of best vegan cookbooks. Okay. Dustin competed on Food Network's Girl Scout Cookie Championship, showcasing vegan baking paired with Girl Scout cookies uh, in February of 2020. Um, and so, but we're here today to really talk about his newest book, Epic Vegan Quick and Easy, One Pot and One Pan Plant-Based Recipes. Yeah! A lot of hyphens in there. Uh, and it's coming out June 1st uh, and available everywhere books are sold. But before we get into this book, here's kind of my icebreaker question. Yes, my love. What is something you learned on book number one 
that you use in the following two books. Oh. Or like a lesson or a challenge you overcame or I don't know. Um, I, uh, organization. Oh, sure. That's like the biggest thing, the biggest, and, and it's gotten better with every, uh, book. I don't, I'm not an Excel sheet person, everybody hard as I try. And I do, <laughs> I do keep them or Google doc, whatever. Um, I do keep them. And sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I impress myself. Um, but so I learned as the books, especially with, uh, and how valuable recipe, recipe testers are. Oh, um, sure. And also, uh, probably the biggest thing, actually, I, this is like 20 things. Really, <laughs> every book is like learning all sorts of new things. But the biggest thing I learned in the first one is just how beautiful collaboration is and mm. how um, while you're trying to write something, there's a beauty in once you've done it and you get to start working with editors and other people on the book and everything, how sure. it can just expand your vision and um, really elevate it. Uh, and so I'm always really grateful when I get to that process. I learn to embrace it. It can be easy, I think, when you're, you've been writing something and then you release it over to the publisher to be like, well, no, I really want it like this. If, if I've learned to pause and kind of be like, oh, okay, what are they saying? And what does this look like? And what's that? And what's the overall picture? So collaboration, it's been really cool to sort of let go and give into that and embrace it. That's awesome. Um, does it get easier with each book? Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> really? Yes. What... Does that surprise you? I know this no. last one. This last one was written, y'all, in the middle of COVID. <laughs> well, so there was an element of difficulty, especially when it came to we were definitely writing it when COVID started. So started, literally sure. the grocery stores were wiped clean. Yep. And especially since this is like quick and easy basic items that you would find. There's not tricking ingredients in this book. So no. ingredients everyone's buying all the time. So literally the store shelves were wiped of them. So that was like the complicated part. But in terms of writing it, um, writing books, it has gotten easier every time. Thank goodness. All right. So before we get going, you normally ask this of your guests. So I thought I would toss it at you. What was your first vegan cookbook? Yes. And we have covered this at length. I can't remember the episode number right now, but we had her on the podcast. My very first vegan comfort, vegan cookbook was Vegan Comfort Food. Uh, quick, I think it's actually called Quick and Easy Vegan Comfort Food by Alicia C. Simpson. So Vegan Comfort Food by Alicia C. Simpson was my first vegan cookbook. And then my second one after that... Did someone that, give it to you? I can't remember. I bought that one and I did it because huh. there was a picture of macaroni and cheese on the cover. There we go. Which is why I bought it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it had great reviews online, so I bought it. Uh, Quick and Easy Vegan Comfort Food by Alicia C. Simpson, followed up by my next one that literally has splatters all over the pages uh, is Chloe's Vegan Kitchen. So Chloe Coscarelli, sure. Chloe's mm -hmm. Vegan Kitchen. I mean, you and I have both oh, cooked out of that book. That, a ton. that book is a mess. Pages like, are falling out of it. Literally falling yeah, out of it. <laughs> I should probably maybe get a new one. Probably. It's a fantastic book. Uh, both of those are. So that's my my first vegan cookbooks, I'll say right there. Well, that's there. amazing. Um, all right. So let's talk about... Epic vegan, quick and easy. Yeah. So first thing I got to mention is this cover, Honey. Okay, so talk about talk about a cover because it was one picture for a very long time, mm -hmm. or at least that was kind of there for a long time, and then all of a sudden this one kind of started jumping out at you. Um, 
Yeah, tell me about the journey. of My like- initial vision for this cover was nachos. I wanted nachos, nachos everywhere. I yeah, from the beginning. Messy nachos, mm-hmm. sloppy nachos. And my whole uh, aesthetic with this has been, or was, I should say, because things have shifted, but it was like just messy and bold and crazy. Um, and that can look great, but I learned uh, with a lot of these recipes, like that, that wasn't always the best sort of approach to them. Some of them sure. did need to be stylized a little more and stuff like that. Um, but we did nachos and Ashley did some amazing photos for oh, the cover. Shout out to Ashley. Ashley Shine Cook. She's been on the podcast. She has her own book, uh, Plant-Based Cookbook. We love her. If you've been listening, you know that. Uh, she did the photos for this in the last book. And uh, the nachos were great. She did a phenomenal, she did a phenomenal job shooting it. But the design wasn't like working the way, like, once the elements, and this is where the collaboration part comes in. Sure. So the design team started working on a cover with the nacho photo. For some reason, it just wasn't landing. So yeah, adding go, the lettering, that, yeah, that's a part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally, I, I went back to Ashley. I'm like, listen. And and the publisher's always like, have some backups in mind for a cover. And I didn't. I was like, I want nachos. So <laughs> yes. there's no backups in my mind. But I went to Ashley. I said, listen, did you shoot anything else that you think would work? And she was like, actually. And then she sent me the picture of the smoky black bean and kale tostadas. And it was from that moment on, I was like, no, no, this is it. it." And it it just gave it the exact, it's bold. It is messy and it's bright and it's everything I wanted it to be. So she nailed it with it. It's so, it's so eye-catching. Um, it looks delicious, and I love that. And iconic, kind of honey. Let's iconic, put the word iconic candy, into our as the kids are today. saying. Hashtag iconic. Um, so before we actually get into the book, I mm-hmm. did want to mention. I think it's super sweet that you dedicated this to your mom. Mm, me, mama. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Like why, why, epic vegan, quick and easy. What, what spoke to uh, you well, about I re- Marilyn? I remember my mom, my good mama, mom, mama Marilyn. Um, I remember my friend mom, of the pod, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. <laughs> Um, I don't know if she's ever listened, but friend of the pod. Um, uh, I remember her when we were kids. She always, she just made it all seem emotional. It's Mother's Day weekend. Uh Mother's Day weekend. Um, How funny. She was a single mom and made it, everything seemed quick and easy, including dinner. Sure. Always. Um, So when it came to the dedication, it was kind of a no brainer. Um, A lot of these meals remind me of her and, and growing up and her putting, she, single mom working a full-time job, taking me to play rehearsal, um, you know, and, and dealing with my sister's shenanigans and she, and your shenanigans and my shenanigans, there were (laughs) shenanigans of plenty. And she always had dinner on the table. So it was um, always a really lovely, um, I mean, I mean, there were times we got some little Caesar's pizza or something. Don't get me wrong. But like she did not, there was home cooked meals often, often. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so let's crack into it. All right, so the introduction. Um, you give a, a, a breakdown of some of kind of like great staple ingredients readers will see in the book, like nutritional yeast, which is becoming more um, accessible at stores now. Tahini, you got a chili garlic sauce um, that you've started using more of, um, as well as tools they will use, explaining the advantages of garnishes and different ways to cook oil-free, because um, that's kind of like a big thing now. Um you even have 24 suggestions of combinations for meal prep. See. Um, but more important, you ask yourself the question of why Epic Vegan Quick and Easy. So, Dustin Harder, why Epic Vegan Quick and Easy? Because <laughs> my time is important. My time Truth. is important, so I Preach. know a lot of other people's time is important. But as more and more people are exploring 
plant-based living and plant-based diets, vegan diets. Um, it's, it's people get overwhelmed at, oh my gosh, well, it's just going to take me so long to cook and prepare and do all these things. But my time's important. And I know other people's time is very important. And that's the main reason your time is important. Everyone listening, your time is important. But I also know that a home cooked meal is important to you. Uh, and fun, flavorful meals that are, you know, we we went on from the last book, Epic Vegan was these wild over the top uh, sort of uh, creations of multi-stepper or like multi-stepper uh, uh, crazy flavors or stunt foods with two different, you know, two to three recipes combined together to make this big outlandish milkshake or, you know, a crazy like crab rangoon pizza all these sure. crazy delicious things but they weren't really practical most of them some of them actually are but it wasn't a book for like oh we're gonna put this on the table on the weeknight and a lot of these like i mean there is the punk cheddar mac in here i always i always think of like it's literally you toss pumpkin puree in a blender with some spices and mix that with pasta and it's you amazing. can bake it or you don't have to bake it and it's delicious it's done 30 minutes or less uh so many wonderful things sheet pan pancakes where you can just pour them into the sheet pan and they're baked in 12 minutes you know so many great options to just really get breakfast lunch dinner quickly or fun things for the couch where you know for a netflix and chill night or whatever so chapter one back to basics staples to make the dull delicious how do you crap credible what make the dull delicious the dull crap crap credible um how do you start creating like a basics chapter like what is it stuff that you're dealing with now or Mm. are you thinking about the home cook i'm thinking about so like uh, I've done that in two different books and in this one it was based on what are basics that people can you know like she said there's a meal prep suggestion area so a lot of these are like you might make the um, uh, Nucci broccoli and potatoes which is these this cheesy so broccoli potato bake that you make really quick but you want to toss that with some massage kale for like a nice meal prep so you're getting some greens uh with your veggies and your potatoes in there a nice hearty sort of satisfying lunch um so it's sort of these basics give a foundation for either a little addition to a meal you've already made or to help complement the meal like that sort of thing and the basics in this book are so so uh simple you know it's it's how to make cauliflower rice how to do vegetable noodles how to saute or massage your greens how to make tempeh bake it saute it how to do tofu bake it or whatever you want to do with it um you know different marinades for it that sort of stuff like that how to make rice how to make beans so it just really does give a foundational starting point for everybody to sort of like crush their meal prep however they want to do it well yeah i mean especially like the the veggie possibilities mm. wink with a little you know i love a good possibilities you know and i love a good pun three different three different you can do the which are with all three all three delicious There's, and, and simple. i'm not big on veggie pasta but sure, it can really be tricky. Like That's yeah, right, right, right. Um, There's the Alfredo carrot and the mm-hmm. pesto, zucchini noodles, and then one other. Oh, a pad thai as well. So good. Yeah, you also kind of tackle um, tempeh variations because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. tempeh can be, you know, a little polarizing. She's I tricky. feel sometimes she's tricky, but um, you kind of give some variations for that. Um, you have a three minute cashew cream sauce. Yeah, and then I must mention the quick country gravy. Hanny. Hanny. Your country breakfast is your, ready. Your country breakfast is ready. Um, this It's so easy and so easy, but delicious. What do, we, what do we put those with? Like everything. But like... The biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the biscuits, like, which we will get to. I was like, you know what I'm saying. Which we will get to. Uh, yeah, the quick country gravy... Um, 
I just had to do it. Gravy is so simple and so easy and it seems so decadent and sort of like this involved thing. I think some people think and in the stores, you can get the jars of gravy. I think there might be one vegan one out there, but like why bother when you can literally you're tossing it on the stove in seconds like you would out of a can almost like it's so simple. Yeah. Well, and kind of country, you know, gravy leads us to mm. chapter two, brekkie bites, mm. putting the fast in breakfast. Fast. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, so in here we got uh, peanut butter cherry chip granola. Mm. We've got a carrot bacon, um, which we can use a couple way, uh, places in this book, uh, pumpkin cranberry oatmeal bread. Mm. Okay, so breakfast, probably the meal that might get skipped the most for sure. people. God, what are some recipes in here that you think the home cook wouldn't be able to like say no to? I mean, because they were quick and easy and delicious. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it up again, but the uh, Beyond Cinnamon Roll sheet pan pancakes uh, are one that cannot be guys. Missed. It literally you pour it in a pan and it just like it's done. happens. And then and then there's different variations on it. So yeah. you can do the cinnamon roll sheet pan pancakes, or you can do a triple berry with it. You can do plain, or you can do you can do some of your chip. own. So you can pick your own fruit. Yeah. Like so it's... I try and give like options in this book, different ways to sort of make things. There are, and I would be amiss not to mention the baked miss... French toast sticks. Mm, yes, so if a y'all great remember, picture of that too. Great picture, great picture done by Miss Ashley. If y'all remember uh, frozen French toast sticks when you were a kiddo, uh, do they still? have those babe yeah i'm sure they do um well we probably can't eat them they're probably not i'm sure but this is a version of you get a baguette you cut it up and you just dip it in this mixture and then you bake it and you've got baked french toast sticks so yummy and delicious you don't have to worry about flipping the french toast or anything like that there's cheap and cheesy uh jalapeno grits so if you want something like nice and hearty that you just mix up so so tasty uh just lots of really really uh presto pesto avocado toast Mm, yeah so i know it seems strange to put like an avocado toast in a book but it it was really so i could put the pesto in there and then also in the tip I believe I give a suggestion for my favorite avocado toast, which is everything seasoning and sriracha. I will eat that forever. So everyone at home, avocado, I'm going to give it to you. You don't have to buy the book. It's so easy. Avocado toast with everything seasoning and sriracha. Ooh la la. So lots of great options. Did I have to pick just one? Well, no, no. I mean, I need to mention and shout from the rooftops your effortless buttered pan biscuits. (sighs) This, I mean, y'all, this is like life-changing, like biscuits. I mean, they really need their own podcast. They're so freaking good. And you really don't need butter. I mean, I sometimes still put butter, but like, oh, you, you mean don't need after you've made no, them. after you've made no, them because you there's don't butter need them. in the pan. That's like, like the thing. The yeah. butter's already. I thought you were saying you didn't. I was like, no, you no, 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 need no, the butter to like. No, oh no, I got it. So like the the um the whole way these are made is you melt some butter the in the baking butter, dish in the oven, and Ugh. then you pour the batter on top of that, and then you bake the biscuits for like 12, 14 minutes, and you've got these buttered pan biscuits that are crispy and buttery Ugh, on yeah, the bottom. The bottom is like yeah, crispy. and then fluffy and pillowy on the inside. They're perfect with a little bit of jam or the quick country gravy just so so tasty yeah i'm glad you i know we brought i brought this biscuits up before but i didn't realize no but like like, they are you think biscuits are just like involved and Mm -hmm. it's just it i i I just love if anybody wants to try them before you buy the book you can go to my instagram at the vegan roadie and the recipe has been tested if you go to i mean uh posted the recipe has been posted you it has also been tested many a time i have a recipe tester who like literally made them so many times in the pen. She was so like, I can't times. stop making these. I can't stop. Um, shout out to Jen. 
uh jenna o'neill smith because they just are girl. so easy hey girl hi girl um but if you go to my instagram go to recipes you'll find the buttered pan biscuits there and you can give them a, give them a whirl um and i also like you just a little um uh the little sister's cheesy potatoes Aww. which i think is very sweet because that also involves your mom and her yes. sister so and that is you know frozen potatoes so again easy breezy you can use shredded or cubed frozen hash brown potatoes with some vegan cheese and mm. then you can either use store-bought vegan sour cream and this is like so this is where I go on the span of everything, people. I do a lot of whole food plant-based, but sometimes I go easy breezy vegan, a little junk foodie, a little comfort foodie. Sure. Um, and this is one of those ones that's sort of on that end to satiate sort of maybe that craving someone might have for food from the standard American diet. This is like a cheesy, gooey, creamy, delicious potato bake that you would have on like a brunch. My family used to make it on holidays. That's why it's yeah, why like it's a holiday. Sure. Three little sisters, uh, uh, little sisters, cheesy potatoes. Um, there's three of them. That's why I said three, but <laughs> you can use, uh, I was saying it's got potatoes, the cheese, and then you can use either store-bought vegan sour cream, or you can use the three minute cashew cream from the book. So that's awesome. From scratch or from the store. It's from scratch or from the store. It's up to you. Um, all right. Chapter three, we've got snacks and apps movie night bites. What was the original name of this chapter? Do you remember David? Oh no, I don't remember. It was called Netflix and chill. Oh, Netflix and chill. And I got censored. I got censored. You got canceled. I got censored. You they got were like, censored. They were like, you don't mm. know with that connotation. And I was like, all right, I'm uh, just, gonna, you have to pick and choose your battles. Which pick and choose your battles. If you've been listening to this podcast again, you've heard me talk about that with other authors. You kind of have to, things come up and I was like, okay, all right. I'm like, I'm not, it's, it's not that big of a deal. No, when you, no, when you need to chill. stand up for what yeah, you're doing. I'll and, let it go. Yeah. So now it's called Movie Night Bites, which is also accurate. Very accurate. So um, what makes a perfect snack for you? Mmm. Pizza bites of any kind. <laughs> but salty. Salty, yeah. You know, salty, crunchy. And I also like just very like sort of, for me these days, anything that feels sort of a nostalgic like craving, right? Well, sure. And we, and we definitely get that with uh, you get cheesy burger tater tots, mm. quick queso with lime chips, mm. miso garlic cheese bread. Oh, Y'all all personally tested by yours so truly and approved. We made that miso garlic bread. Uh, week, guys, I, I mean, miso so is, I mean, she's strong, but um, it's just so delicious. I try not to when get you add it into stuff. It, but it's, no, but it's so, it's so hard. I want to tell everyone too those cheesy burger tater tots, if you live in New York, uh, and you're a fan of Orchard Grocer, which I am. And if you live there and you're vegan, I know you I are am too. too. Shout out. Shout out, Orchard Grocer. They're actually going to do a special with the Cheesy Burger Tater Tots <gasps> at the end of the month. Um, so you can get a little side of the Cheesy Burger Tater Tots, which is tater tots with some sort of vegan beef crumble and cheese and Thousand Island dressing mm. um, with, I think, lettuce, tomato, and like a little bit of scallion. So it's literally like a Big that. Mac like a on big tater Mac tots. On. It's I love fantastic. That. So Orchard Grocer, it's going to be, I think, the weekend of May. May 20th. Um, all right. So, scenario. My nephew Landon, or our nephew Landon, is a self-proclaimed snackatarian. <laughs> this is actually from his mouth. Landon He's, likes my food. He's seven years old, and he does love your food. What are some things in this chapter that my sister can make him that would be foolproof for, like, after school? The Made in Minutes uh, pizza cups. Of course. 100%. So, these are... It's a tortilla, and I'm probably going to do a video of this in the next couple of weeks on my Instagram, so be on the lookout on the IGTV for Made in Minutes Pizza Cups. Also, the recipe is up there, so again, go for recipes. You can try this one out. It is 
Tortillas cut into little rounds that you then set into a muffin tin, and then you put a little bit of sauce on, and then your favorite toppings of choice. And you can either use the three-minute cashew cream, or you can use a store-bought vegan cheese. Bake them for 12 minutes, and you've got mini Made in Minutes pizza cups. To me, they are a great replacement for Tostino's t- Pizza Bites. 100. 100. And guys, I it's I, it, ideas that he gets like this that I just think are so cool because like you they're so easily customizable like it's not like you're swapping out or like you just want to make the pizza that you uh, like it's just and i guys they are so addictive david and i have yeah we have a problem i had to make these because i was doing a photo shoot i think i paired upton's chorizo with them and i posted a pic of it and like so i did oh no i did it i did that but i also did a demo last week and i made like two batches I ate a whole batch and you ate a whole batch. We're ridiculous. And like I would take three and then I would yep. like walk away from it. And, and they're good after back. they like even cool down and they're a little cold. You're like, doesn't matter. It's cold nope. pizza. It's little, delicious. A little crunchy. Um, I also need to shout out um, the baked Thai chili cauliflower Ooh. bites. The photo gets a, you get a little taste of like how good they are, but I can't tell you how good they are. Well, and the cool thing about these, and thank you, babe. I love that you love them. I want to make these again. I haven't made them in a while. These went through a lot of testing because sure. the whole concept is that you're, instead of like battering and frying a cauliflower bite, you're making a mixture that sticks to the cauliflower and then you can bake it and you still have a mixture that's crispy and sticks to it like Mm -hmm. a coating. Um, And they're super delicious. I love it with the uh, Coco Loco Pad Thai sauce. You dip Mm. them into that. So, so good. Um, But yeah, I really love this one too. So tasty. Well, do you have any other favorites in this chapter? The smoky uh, peanut tempeh satay is one Ooh. of my absolute favorites. Um, and this is one that got agonized over the salt, actually. Went back sure. and forth and back and forth with all the testers. Like, a little salt, a little not salt. Um, and now the perfection. But it's tempeh cut into little triangles. And you can put them on skewers or not. And they're coated in a delicious peanut sauce, uh, smoky peanut sauce, and then baked. So, so good. I love, love, love them so much. So, um, and I also want to point out that you dip into like charcuterie boards. Yes. What do you think makes a good charcuterie board? Well, so we've got a sort of how to quickly on a charcuterie board here. Cause I think people get a little overwhelmed by it. Like they think there has to be a science. So there's not, it's just like, I've always said this about green smoothies too. People go, well, I don't know how to make it. I don't know what to put it in. I'm like, put some greens in it. Put what you like. Fruit. <laughs> And just try and get, you know, the flavor and texture that you want. You know, if you want it to be a little, like, creamy and smooth, you want to put some oats or avocado, banana in there. Um, if you want it to be sweeter, think of, like, sweeter fruits like mango and all that. But I digress. What are we talking about? We're not talking about smoothies. What would you ask me? The charcuterie board. Like, what charcuterie makes a good charcuterie board? Char- so, for this, I did, like, two cheeses and a dip and then some nuts and fruits and then vegan meats. But really, it can be whatever the heck you want yeah. it to be, right? Um, and on this one, I added the game day pub cheese. Oh, that's in here too oh my gosh this book y'all so the game day pub cheese has been around with us for probably six years or so i mean it's a holiday staple yes we have taken it to holiday parties where it disappears in front of us so much so that now i have to take two batches of it um so good with those like thin pretzel yes so tasty Mm -hmm. basically it's a sharp cheddar cheese yeah um a sharp cheddar beer cheese actually and uh there was a place in my hometown i'm from saginaw michigan called schuler's and every christmas my mom got this cheese and so i was on the mission to sort of like 
do that cheese, like sort of reimagine that cheese. And that's what this is. And and because of that, it's become a holiday cheese for us. It's so tasty. Amazing. Amazing. But I put that on the charcuterie board. That was my point. I love it. That's how that ties in. Anyway. Yeah. But you can just create make your, it on its own. Create your own adventure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll make that tonight. We're having a couple of people over for dinner. Mm. That's a good one. Sure. Anyway. Um, all right. So chapter four, soups and such. Let's give them something to stew about. Let's, Let's give, give them something, something to stew about. <laughs> That was all right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're we're in workshops. Uh, so <laughs> I love all the music and cup, uh, pop culture references that you sneak into this book because you babe. you love that, and that makes me happy. Aww. I love when things can kind of like um, converge for I, like a author. I do love all my books are sort of peppered with all that because well, you're my... singing while you are <laughs> testing in the kitchen, and I can attest to this. I mean, it's true. One volume loud. Um, yes. Just kidding. What, I love no, it. it's true. Bless his heart. He does, he does, play, he does play music very loud. But. He's about to her, this one. Um, all right. So recipes in here include a minute made miso soup, mm. a seitan tikka masala, which is delicious, um, easy black bean soup, and a five-ingredient pasta fagioli, which was uh, seen featured on your show, The Vegan Roadie. Yes. All episodes available on YouTube and Roku. Beep, 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 beep. Shout out. Um, now... What is about what is it about like soups that people love? And what in this chapter are people going to want to make on the next chili night? I think chili night is that like a, a general soup thing? I didn't like know that. No, like burr. Oh, like burr. <laughs> like, I was like you burr, mean, I not like, like chili on a chili <laughs> night. I get like a cold like, like a burr, burr night. night. Yes. Oh, it's so cold. Could really use But, but like what do people like about soups? I think it's that they're comforting sure and they're also very satisfying and filling mm-hmm. and you don't feel heavy necessarily like right. i love and you can sort of like you can't really scarf a soup down so it sure. really is you sit with a soup and you actually enjoy your food right um and you're not eating fast it's not a fast moment to eat soup um but i really do think it's a the comforting aspect of it the warming aspect of it and also the the sort of it satiates without being too heavy. Sure, I like that idea of a kind of like you're taking your time to like eat it. But um, what are what are some standouts here for you? So hmm, I love okay. I I it, hmm, there is the the creamy chick chickpea pot pie soup. This is actually a soup I developed for Arden's Garden. Guys, it's um, so good here in Atlanta. Uh, thanks, Ben. It's okay. It's okay. And the whole point of it was to kind of do look. You can do the flavors of a. a a pot pie without having to make the crust and all that stuff. But this will take us back to my dear friend, Jen, shout out to Jen again. Um, and the effortless buttered pan biscuits, Mm. this soup with the buttered pan biscuits done chef's kiss game changer. But the best part is, so you can like put the biscuits in the oven and then make the soup on the stovetop. And literally again, everything's done in like a half hour and you've got, and then you've got kind of soup for days too, which is great. That's another thing I love about soup. It's never like, Oh, I ate the soup. It's gone. Like you've got lunch sure. and maybe another dinner. 100. Um, so I love that the say cheese and broccoli soup. This is one I developed for Arden's garden that didn't make it into the shelves actually this last winter. Ooh, exclusive. Um, only because the other ones were selling so well, we didn't get to roll it out. <laughs> toss, toss. Toss, The toss. other ones were selling so Sorry. well. Uh, but of course, I kept it in my back pocket. And this is... All my books have mac and cheeses, because I'm mac and cheese obsessed. Mm-hmm. So the sauce for this say cheese and broccoli soup is actually a really easy... The pumpkin cheddar sauce. Uh, and it's just mixed with, like, steamed broccoli. And suddenly, you've got cheddar soup. So super easy. Um, another one that I love in here is the... I think it's the red wine... Ble- beefless is that what it's called 
uh, beefless red wine stew. I love oh, a stew. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you have Dintimor when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, terrible, right? Oof. Like, like delicious. Delicious, but like... But terrible. Yeah. So... Like, but, almost gelatinous. Yeah. Kind of like and how, when mm-hmm. I, I remember when I was on tour, one of the, the first tour I was ever on, Sesame Street Live, there was uh, Chris Harper. Hello, Chris Harper. He was... He traveled with, like, a kitchen, and I was always like, what was wrong with this guy? But he had been on the road for several years, and he made this... I was not vegan. He made a red wine beef stew that I was... Became obsessed with. <laughs> um, and I looked... In his at, hotel room. In his hotel room, yeah. And he sent me the recipe eventually, and I couldn't find it, but I was like, I want to recreate that stew. Then I was also thinking of the Dintimore beef stew. So, like, this is sort of a combination. combination. It's like Moore elevated a little bit and super easy. Uh, and then I also really, really love the Zippy Zuppa Toscana. I, w- I had that on my list to definitely uh, bring up. That one was like a kind of, I don't know, dark horse. Like, we, we, I don't know. Like, you were kind of doing it, and it was... I don't know. I don't want to say like the first time, but like it was like, this is like delicious. You know, it's, like. Well, it's based on the Olive Garden soup. Yeah. I mean, straight up, it's that sausage soup, sausage potato soup uh, from the Olive Garden. So right there, you can't go wrong. Like sausage potato, right? So, so good and just satisfying, delicious. And another one I want to mention is the uh, spicy chickpea almond and kale soup. Ooh, yes. So if you watch another the one. St. Louis episode of The Vegan Roadie, you'll see me make this soup. It's a five-ingredient version of it. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. And it's super tasty. Mm-hmm. But I thought, okay, I'm going to add like a couple more ingredients for this book and really pop up the flavors a little bit. And that's what I did. And then you've also got the option in this to add some ramen noodles to it and have like a Mm. really thick, creamy and (sighs) delicious ramen with this like almond butter broth and spicy and delicious. It's just so, so good. And of course, I toss kale in it because that way you're getting some greens. Same with the Zupa Toscana. It's got some kale tossed in there. So I really love this chapter. I love all these soups. They're super hearty, super satisfying. Just love, love, love. Love, love, love. You know what I don't love right now? It's that it's 1238 and we haven't had lunch and we're talking about all this food. Ah, And And we have to go to the grocery store. And we do have to go to the grocery store. (laughs) Ah! So never go to the grocery store hungry. We'll have Um, lunch after this, darling. uh, So, all right. So chapter five, we are on to, it's a handful, sandwiches, tacos, (laughs) and burritos that pack a punch. All right. So this chapter boasts recipes like stress-free Reuben burger, Mm. simple sloppy tempeh, and avocado burritos, and even a pad thai burger which that has an epic photo that goes with it. But yeah, um, Ashley did such a good job. What was your favorite sandwich as a kid? Did uh, you have one? N- I mean, yes, but it's very disappointing, the answer here. What is that? Uh, my dad would get those terrible packages of like deli slices Ugh, and yeah. just pile them on white bread <sighs> with mustard. That's it. No Love, mayo? Loved it. Just mustard. No mayo, no cheese. <sighs> loved it. I used to I used to microwave bologna. Is that weird? I thought mine was gross. Yours is grosser. And I would make like a pizza with mustard. Grosser. That is you disgusting. Win. You that win. is disgusting. But let's let's get off that stuff. But yeah. um did you ever like PB J? Was that a thing? Yeah, I liked PB and J, but it's funny, the sandwich I just told you about when I was filming at the Herbivorous Butcher in uh Minneapolis, we were I was talking with Kale, one of the owners, and he actually brought up those packages of deli meat he did the same thing with his dad it was a very funny we were like what but it was like that idea of like you're stacking these thin sort of processed pieces of deli meat that was my sandwich kid sure yeah not not exciting i told you uh so uh all right so what are some good chapters from this the handhelds chapter 
So if, if someone's looking for like an easy but flavorful thing to put together and eat with their hands. Well, there's um, the mushroom carnitas and Brussels burrito with uh, sweet red onion uh, was a surpriser. A surpriser. A, a surprising su- a one when, when I put it together. Um, it was one of those ones where I didn't have to test it a lot. And I didn't really know if it was going to be anything substantial. It ended up being one of my favorite uh, handhelds in the chapter. Uh, and that's just, you know everything that it says it's mushrooms with some seasoning and roasted on a pan with some Brussels sprouts and red onion with a little maple syrup to make the red onion sweet. Ugh. Everything rolled up in a uh, tortilla. So, so tasty. Um, the simple sloppy tempeh and avocado burritos. I know you brought that up, but that is a variation of, if you remember uh, in New York, Blossom Du Jour, there was that sort of smoky avocado wrap. Oh yeah, totally. To uh-huh. So it's a version of that only with like sort of sloppy Joe flavors sure, sure, sure. and avocado in it. Uh, so super tasty. Stress-free Reuben burgers become one of my hands-down handhelds in this book because all the burgers in this book you can get, you you buy, you, you use store-bought vegan burgers because there's so many these days. And um, so it's really just about the toppings you're putting on it. And this has an amazing uh, dressing on it Ugh. with uh, um, sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tasty. And everybody, if you're listening, if you're listening, that's what you're doing right now. <laughs> toast your buns. Toast your toast bread. Toast your is buns. the magic to any sandwich or any burger. Really? Like any? Just I mean, takes any it sandwich. Next level. Yeah. Toast right? it and then put your stuff on it. You're good to go. Um, how about, I mean, I need to to toss out there the hawaiian tofu and pineapple sando delicious so good and that recipe is also up at vegan roadie oh yeah Instagram. that's right uh veg news reposted it so that's that's sort of like the idea of that came of like i did a barbecue pineapple slaw on the austin episode of the vegan roadie oh, that's right so this is a version but this is a baked tofu that i was kind of trying to get like a spam flavor out of mm-hmm. i didn't really did you do spam as a kid Oof, no. We never did either, but I know the I'm, grossest I'm thing we did it. was like that like tube of processed. Oh god, that we was never so did that. gross. Um uh, but th- I was trying to get the spam sort of situation sure. with this with uh, to me, I haven't had spam, but to me it always seemed like a hammy sort yeah. of like so that's what I was trying to get with this tofu. It's baked and then it's on a ciabatta roll with like mm. a really easy slaw that has pineapple in it, so you get sweet, smoky, savory, Can't go it's wrong. delicious. Well, and then I definitely need to shout out. It's so easy. It's like minimal ingredients, but man, it just hits the spot. The crunchy CLT Sammy. Oh, and this like com- combines your carrot bacon, yep. which is so easy to make. And then, I mean, just <laughs> yeah. the classic bread, lettuce, tomato, mayo, and mayo. And toasted bread, toasted bread, toast that toasted bread. bread. And honestly, I think this calls for, I say it in the book, but I'm like, stack it. However many pieces of carrot bacon you get, get out of that, you know, it's really just continuing to add a little oil to the pan to crisp up your carrots. And it's got a little seasoning, salt and pepper, a little smoked paprika. Yeah. And then you just... You got to kind of watch it, right? You watch it, yeah. but it's so easy to make. You just crisp it up and then you mm-hmm. set it aside, keep making it, and then you pile it onto a sandwich with your lettuce and tomato. I want that now for lunch, I know, David. right? I, this is the problem. This is <laughs> this Ugh. is the problem. All right. Well, so that kind of leads us, uh, CLT sandwich leads us to chapter six, uh, lunch break, meals on the go for office, break room, or the home. Uh, chapter is full of incredible lunch options like the good goddess choppy salad. Um, you got a warm rotini and spinach pesto mm. pasta salad, which delicious. Um, as well as you get some delicious bowls like the overstuffed avocado bowl and the Italian cheesy herbed tofu and kale bowl. 
What are some of your favorite go-to to-goes the crafty in this chapter? one-pot mac and cheese. That I knew you were going to say that. 110%. Um, I slaved over this trying to figure out just to get it just right, and I really love the way it landed. And um, I don't know. I'm just really proud of it. Having It's that thing of craft macaroni and cheese, so now you can do this in one pot. And it's just like the craft macaroni and cheese. You're mixing some stuff up. and You cook the pasta, mix a little seasoning up in the pan, and then you mix it all together, and you've got... One pot of macaroni and cheese is delicious. Because I think um, I think you like macaroni and cheese. Is that is that a fair assessment? I love uh, macaroni and cheese, honey. Um, there's also this is the chapter that you'll find the garlicky nooch, broccoli, mm. and potatoes. So Guys, that's simple baby potatoes. So easy. Yeah. You toss it. It's in the sheet pan, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you're done. Yep. It's broccoli. Baby and you're getting potatoes. some greens if it's if you're like making it for like your family, yeah, you kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Done. And then toss it with a little nutritional yeast and parsley at the end. So easy and just so delicious. And another one. So this book I played with jackfruit a little bit. Oh. Um, which up until a couple years ago, I was kind of like anti jackfruit. I was like, okay, enough, everybody. And then I right. finally had a sandwich at um, in Kansas City. And I've said this many times at a place called Food, where the jackfruit barbecue sandwich like finally wowed me, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to get into this a little bit." So this uh, jackfruit tuna salad is just jackfruit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. things that would be traditionally in a tuna salad. For me, I put peas in it. I think I put peas in it. Um, if not, I wish I did. Uh, but it's red onion peas, a little mayonnaise, oh, stuff like that. So easy. I want to know if I put peas in it. Please hold while I. Uh, please hold. Well, while you're doing that, um, I do want to mention, um, you know, garlicky nooch, uh, broccoli potatoes, but then you also got something kind of like light, like the Fiesta quinoa bowl mm. with the sweet lime vinaigrette. And that vinaigrette is delicious. And with the kind of flavors in yeah. the quinoa yeah, yeah, bowl, yeah. it's so... Well, that's like a, a variation on a taco salad, basically. And that yeah. sweet lime vinaigrette is really simple. Olive oil, a little bit of agave or maple syrup, and um, lime juice. And it's all the things you need. I and need, just a pinch of salt. For the longest time, like... And I think my mom made like a, a vinaigrette or whatever. Sure. And it just like, you feel like it's like a salad dressings. Like they're so difficult. They're not. And that's they're not. not. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, you just put it into the thing, shake it up. And it's funny. I think in this one, it says put it into a salad shaker or a dressing shaker. If you have one, and the editor was like, or a copy editor, someone at some point was like, why do you say this in this one and not the others? I'm like, cause this is like an actual vinaigrette that you can like shake up. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to, but if you have a, that's the thing. Some of us have these tools. I don't have a dressing shaker, but um, if you do, this is one you would put into it and Rem- shake, shake, shake it up. Reminds me of the McDonald's had the kind of, Oh, the salad shakers, the, salad the cups. Shakers. Those were a disaster. They were a disaster. I remember those. And I remember <laughs> just being like, well, just, I have to eat like a quarter of this first before I can shake it. Well, it was like the, the lightest colored iceberg lettuce. Oh, I can't even. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, water plants. Going back to the jackfruit tuna salad, there yes. are peas in it. There are peas. Course, if you don't like of peas, course. you can take the peas out. But I just yeah. want to say about the jackfruit tuna salad, it's all the things you want a tuna salad to be. But then, of course, you can mix it with macaroni and have a pasta jackfruit Ooh, tuna salad. Yes, please. Or, or you can put it on some toasted bread with a little bit of whatever you want, vegan cheese or not, and have a jackfruit tuna melt. It is delicious and versatile. Hello. Hello. Giving us options, giving us choices, Henny. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Now we are at chapter seven, the main event. Are you ready? Main event. Are you ready? Have you ever heard that song by Barbara Streisand? I'm sure. I'm sure you've played it for me. Um, So we are at the main event. (laughs) It's from the movie. The main event. 
Um, He's over it. He's I'm, like, I'm, Stop I'm it. moving forward. Um, so we got fast and flavorful dinnertime entrees. Okay. So the pied de resistance of meals in the day dinner. Um, so you've got in here pastas, stir fries, flatbreads. We got a creamy spinach and artichoke lasagna, mm. which guys, let me just say all of those words again. Creamy spinach and artichoke yes. lasagna. It tastes as good as it sounds. Stays in your fridge. It's a great one that you can I will eat say, throughout the week. Yeah, it is a great one for leftovers. So good. And I'm just going to give the disclaimer here that this is the most involved recipe in the book. And I went back and forth. Sure. And eventually I was like, you know what? I'm putting it in because everyone loves a good lasagna. And I use the ready-made noodles in it. So you can get... And those are available vegan and gluten-free. Which is a big part now. of it. Yeah. So you, you know. don't have to cook them. I purposefully use the uh, ready-to-make noodles. So you just you just have to mix the mixture that goes inside. which And then you make the layers. So it made it a little involved. But I'm telling you, if you've got the extra 20 minutes on a weeknight, it's totally worth it. And then again, like David said, it keeps well. And you it actually tastes really great as yeah. a leftover. Which I think through the week. People, people like. You know, they're yeah willing to put in a little extra time when it's like gonna it's not just gonna go away it's gonna that be night for a few meals we it's even few uh, meals. freeze our lasagna because yeah. there's only two of us so we'll make a big thing of lasagna and then we put freeze a couple we pieces portion, or like, whatever two pieces in different mm-hmm. containers so we can just take them out for dinner when we want them Gosh, which is always a great surprise when you're like really in a pinch and you're like ah, and you remember that yeah boom do you thawed. Know if we have any lasagna in the fridge? i don't know i hope so we're so hungry right now <laughs> so uh you also got toasty pear and walnut arugula flatbread cheesecake yes. stuffed peppers and a one-pan super saucy garlic ziti. Mm. And I'm, I love anything that involves ziti. Yeah. Um, okay. So people have been working all day and maybe lost track of time. They need something fast. What are the recipes that are going to gonna grab them so we have another pizza one this is mm-hmm. the bus free french bread pizzas so uh, i don't know about you did you have the stouffer's french bread yep. pizzas yeah 100 yeah, yeah. i think uh, i think yeah that was a part of everybody's growing up I feel. Uh, so good and I, it's one of those things where again you can customize it to what you want it to be all you got to do is have a baguette from the store and again the cashew cream or you can do vegan store-bought uh mozzarella sure. sheds from the store you can make your own sauce from scratch or you can have a sauce from the store whatever you want and you just put it on some uh, a baguette that's cut open, and you make yourself a little French bread pizza. So satisfying, so delicious, and it's great for vegans who don't. We not everyone has the ability to order vegan pizza near them these days. Sure. Still. So this is a great option for that. The baked not so stir fry in a flash. This is all sort of like stir fried goodies just tossed on a sheet pan and then baked with the stir fry flavors instead of having to stand over the so- stove and manage it there, which. I love making a stir fry, but I know for some people, it's just great if they could come home, toss it all in a pan, walk away for 20 minutes while they do whatever and come back and they've got dinner ready. Um, One of my absolute favorites in here, there's a couple one pot pastas and one of my favorites is the one pot pomodoro puttanesca Ooh, yes. It's just got some really great flavors in it. And just fresh and and delicious yeah and, and so simple um you've made that a, a bunch of times and it's just in it's in one pot like That's it says it. so you're making the pasta and everything in one pot putting the tomatoes in there and mm. putting in some capers i think there's some olives in it too so it has like this tangy sort of bright flavor to it uh, especially since those things are in the brine and everything it's just so so tasty uh and back to that toasty pear and walnut and arugula fr- flatbread mm. That's one of my favorites in here. But then I also want to mention the whole roasted maple Dijon cauliflower. Yes. Um, This whole roasted cauliflower thing, people making this uh, roasted cauliflower. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're roasting a cauliflower. Um, (laughs) And then we started playing with it. And honestly, 
when this thing comes out of the oven, I can't stop eating it. Like, I'm just like, I want to eat all of it. And, and you can eat all If you do you eat can. all of it, you're like, oh, well, I just ate cauliflower. Like, I didn't do it. It's so satisfying. It's so delicious. And on this, you can, like, have the extra bonus of pouring, like, the tahini dressing over mm. it from that other recipe. So there's options here, and it's just so good. Well, I think visually, it kind of packs a punch, too. Like, so mm. if you were having some people over for, mm-hmm. like, dinner, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good, like, plop this down in the center yeah. as, like something that looks really delicious yes and this chapter also has uh gosh honestly so i know so many <laughs> that's why i said the, the, the easy bake black bean and corn enchiladas yes we ended up making those a bunch because we just loved them uh and so it's easy so to easy. make minimal ingredients creamy shiitake and cauliflower risotto so that uses utilizes the cauliflower rice from the beginning of the book uh shiitake mushrooms if you like them uh smoky kale and black bean tostadas from the front and from the front of the book and this has the punk cheddar mac bake in here i was gonna say that so tell us about that journey. How many? Do you know how many times you tested that? Oh my gosh! Oh my god! That's uh, I do not know because more than ten, way more. Oh than Oh my 10. gosh! I yeah, love that. because these sauces, I get obsessed with creating not only an easy mac and cheese sauce, but something that hits the spot for me, and then also something that is different from another one that I've created sure. before. Uh, but this, when you put it with the noodles for this, and then you bake it, you're also topping it with like a um, is it the the a buttery breadcrumb yep. mixture uh so you're getting just a really All the satisfying textures. like sure. bite and sort of a really great easy thing to put on the table for the family on a weeknight to serve it with a side salad honey pasta and side salad can't go wrong I love it um all right so then we are at the the grand finale uh, probably <laughs> Our favorite chapters. Oh my goodness. Chapter eight, sweet treats. Sweet dreams are made of, of these. <clears throat> that was good. That was good. All right. Um, and we're so, here. obviously, favorite chapter no, for no, me. No, I only do on course for cash. I only do, right, right. Um, uh, please donate to us. Uh, especially um, as a taste tester when you're recipe testing. Um, and in this chapter, we get fun takes on traditional things like gooey six snickerdoodle oat mm. brownies. Uh, we get a cherry limeade cobbler bar. Mm. Um, but for a dessert chapter, like, where does a cookbook author even start? Like, what do you remember what, like, the first recipe that you like was like, that has to be in here? I don't, because you're actually <laughs> asking a very good question. I will spend a lot of time making dessert. Like, I'm not somebody who's like, oh, I want to make this fast and quick. So that was kind of the hardest sure. part with this book. Not that desserts can't be fast and quick, they totally can be, but I love sweets so much. Like, I just love them. And I want to say really quick about those ooey gooey snickerdoodle brownies. Uh, If you make them at home, make sure you listen to what I say in the book and let them sit and cool. If you don't, you will have a crumbly mess. They have to cool. Um, Have to cool. Yes. And they're delicious and gooey and yummy and perfect. But like, I always can never wait to eat them every time I've made them. Which is the hardest thing for desserts that Um, you make. And that's sort of... I say that in the beginning of this book that everything's quick and easy, but there are a couple of things you got to wait for them to cool. So how do I decide what's in a recipe, a dessert yeah, chapter? But I, I, it's, it's the most I'd be a mess thing for me really when doing it probably this. be longer than like the entire book. I mean, in my it's brain. easy to go that way. This made it easy because I started paring it down on, okay, what really is quick and easy? I don't mind if there's a couple things that need to cool, sure. but like what doesn't have to cool? What can I put in here? That's quick and easy. One of them is the uh, straightforward strawberry icebox cake. Mm. I mean, that's strawberry 
vegan graham crackers and whipped cream and you're just making layers and then you stick it in the fridge for like an hour guys <gasps> oh let's make that tonight oh that'd be great let's do that we're making that tonight. we're gonna do that tonight guys it's so stupid good it's so good it's it's literally it, it's it's graham crackers and cream and and strawberry well and it's if so you're tasty. and if you're too young to know icebox cakes were like a thing like of just putting it in, putting it in the compiling fridge, set stuff, it, it. set it and forget it. Well, and the cool thing about this one actually is that it's made in a, a bread loaf pan as opposed to like oh, that's a right. bigger yep. cake mm-hmm. pan. So it really, cause the, the thing with an icebox cake, it, well, specifically this one with the graham crackers is that you can't really have it three days later. Like it's meant sure. to be enjoyed like the evening of. So I made this in a, a loaf pan so that like tonight, for example, when we're having that'll be perfect. Me and you and two other mm-hmm. people, it's got four servings in it. And it's great for just David and I, because we can eat two servings of anything. Um, but so it's really nice because it pairs down the servings for it. One, another one that I love in here is uh the so easy sun butter cookies yes we have an obsession with sunflower butter in this we sure house. do we sure do so this is a take on a peanut butter cookie but only using sunflower butter so i suggest to you out there if you haven't had sunflower butter these are definitely uh, a nice little variation of a peanut butter cookie and of course if you have peanut butter allergies you can have a sunflower butter cookie hello instead. look at that um one that i agonized over in this chapter as you'll <laughs> remember is the um PB&J banana muffins. Yes. Um, because it was originally a PB&J banana bread. Sure. And I thought, you know, I've got, I had, there's a, the cranberry oatmeal bread in this. And I think I have another bread in this in the breakfast chapter. So I was like, what's another way to use? I loved the banana bread idea with the peanut butter and jelly. So I started making muffins with them. Um, and it ended up in the dessert chapter because it is really sweet and decadent and delicious. It's almost like a cupcake because sure. you've got the banana bread mixture mm-hmm. with some peanut butter in there. And then you've got raspberry jelly on top or yep. jam preserves. Uh, and then a little sprinkle of crushed peanuts. So tasty. So delicious. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, and then we've got another one of my favorites in here. <laughs> Everything's it's all sweets. It's sugar. Know, Just right. give me, give me, give Everything. me. But the spiced hot chocolate s'mores brownies and this was important for me to get this in this book because uh, when i was on um when i was on the food network and competed on the girl scout cookie championship uh the final thing that i made was a barrel cake uh, a campfire i forgot what i called it but like a campfire spiced s'mores barrel cake and which is for everyone who if you're listening and you don't know what a barrel cake is it's essentially a six layered cake that sure. you have to hold up with little you know straws and 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 well uh, how much is one barrel three is it three layers three layers and, and one barrel like another it's like two cakes on top of each so other, yeah doing a double barrel like that's and nuts. of course i couldn't do that for the quick and easy book sure. but having done something on food network i was like oh i want to celebrate this moment and put something in the book sure. um so i made the easiest version i could of it which is the spiced hot chocolate and s'mores brownies so you've got a variation of that cake in here of course the no bake everything cookies i mean you know you tell us about you know that's literally on my list Ah! because it involves that sunflower butter in there right sunflower butter and you're just mixing everything together guys you just like plop it and put it in the fridge and like they're like they're dangerous they're so dangerous they're so dangerous but like and that's one of the you could like put whatever you want you do like craisins do you like i mean there's Mm -hmm. just anything oh my gosh and the no churn pineapple basil sorbet literally 
just putting frozen pineapple with basil and well into, and for the summer oh my gosh into a blender and then you freeze Heaven. it in freeze the ice it. box Done. and then your ice box because i'm southern um but then of course in the sweets chapter we made a sweets for our puppy in this mm, of course i had that mr mr yes. benson's puppy mr. bites benson's puppy bites y'all you will see no lifestyle pics of me in this book like but, in the last book but you will see you will see, see our dog a lifestyle photo of mr benson in this book and he did such a good job, such a good model. Oh, he's such a he's And those such are just a like a really tasty, uh, I mean, you can eat them as a human, but it's like a, a sweet potato-based treat for your puppies. Nom, nom, nom. All right. So that kind of takes us through. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to I mean, bring just that there's up? also a salted chocolate chip skillet. Oh, cookie. that's right, guys. The, I mean, the like, picture of it. I just want to talk about all the sugar. And it's so easy. It's so easy because it's in one pan. It's like everybody, if you went to Mrs. Fields in the mall and they had those Ugh. huge cookie cakes, that's what this is. So you're just putting cookie cookie dough batter into a skillet and baking it in the oven and you've got a cookie dough cake. It's so delicious. And if you're not sprinkling a little salt mm. on your chocolate chip cookies Honey. of any kind, you're kind of doing it wrong. And of course, a cinnamon sugar version of rice krispie treats okay i'm done i love you so much (laughs) we could talk about this whole chapter sugar sugar um this could be like a whole podcast so uh but let's get to the book brag all right so what can we do that live right now book brag nope nope we'll edit that in book brag okay great uh what what's something about this book that you're you know that you want to brag about shout from the roof um often when i ask this question the author simply says that i got it done um and i will say you got it done in a pandemic i got it done in a pandemic when the ingredients for the types of recipes i were doing were very hard to source and very hard to find but what i'm most proud of um i think is now i'm at that part in the book when a book comes out where i'm returning to it and i'm doing doing a lot of virtual cooking demos right now to promote the book uh and i'm, I'm going on instagram and trying to do some stuff to or i want to do more than i have been but um i'm returning to the recipes basically so the thing that i'm proudest of is that every time i've returned to one so far it actually is quick and easy and also delicious that's uh, awesome so i'm super super proud of the fact that i feel this book lives up to its name do you have a favorite of the three books or is it are there or are they like children and you love them all equally they're like children and i love them all equally. okay yeah. i thought so I, w- I would love to say that this one's the favorite sure. and I, I think they're all favorites for different reasons for sure for sure all right daily dozen rapid fire <gasps> questions are you ready he's, he's, i don't know i don't know see i'm none of so these. excited for this strawberries or blueberries <gasps> strawberries fries or tater tots tater tots Favorite flavor in baking? What do you like? What like like when you're baking as opposed to cooking? Like what's like your favorite flavor? I don't understand the question. Do you have like like vanilla, like cinnamon, like uh, just like a basic mm, flavor? Uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah, I was Cinnam- I, I was going to say that for you. Uh, still water or sparkling? Sparkling. Vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. If your life was a soup, what are three key ingredients to staying happy and healthy? Uh, sodium, a homemade sodium-free veggie broth, which there is a scrappy veggie broth in this book that you can make from scratch. Uh, so a light vegetable broth, greens, 
and beans. Great. I love you so much. Um, favorite type of pan to cook in? Cast iron skillet. I thought so. Um, recipe you tested the most? The punk cheddar sauce. Good. Uh, re- uh, favorite snack? Apple with sunflower butter. There we go. Always comes back to sunflower butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Birds or snakes? Absolutely neither. You're <laughs> rude. Uh, I thought that would be the neither last never. one. <laughs> neither never. Neither I had never. To choose birds. Birds. Okay. I thought so. Um, Do you mean that I dislike the most? <laughs> no. Um, I love you so much. Uh, okay. So that was your rapid fire. Yay! You did it. Yay. Ding, ding. All right. So the book is available for pre-order now, right? Yes. So okay. it's available for pre-order now. And there is something kind of special. We got for an the incentive for you. Yeah. Everyone loves some free stuff. And Tell I love us about to give it. free stuff away. So if you order the book now, it's, it's available everywhere books are sold. Of course, I encourage you uh, to support uh, local small businesses. So you sure. can absolutely order this book from your small business, your favorite small business, small bookseller. Uh, and if that means you have to go in in person to do it, if they don't have an online shop, save, uh, just take a, a snap snapshot of your receipt and you can go to veganroadie.com and submit it right there it's on the home page where you can submit the receipt and you get a free ebook full of epic extras so i got a little lost in the local bookshop thing there that you can do that anywhere so yeah, if you sure. buy it online <laughs> screenshot the uh proof of purchase anywhere you buy the book you can go to veganroadie.com submit the proof of purchase and you get a book a free ebook sent to you in your inbox full of epic extras which are recipes that didn't make it into the book. how many how many are in there we got five Five, five. Epic all extras, right honey. i love it epic extras so uh and good pre- stuff delicious there's a salsa tofu there's a cranberry bliss bite mm. uh, all sorts of goodies in that's there. amazing um and the book comes out officially june 1st correct officially june 1st the oh, book comes out but please officially. please please go pre-order it helps us yes out. yes guys please go pre-order and share that you bought it Put it on Instagram. Yes, tag us. And this makes a great gift for anybody who it, is thinking about going vegan. It, it's a nice um, little sort of intro into it without freaking anybody out. 100, 100. Um, where can we find you online? Oh, you can find me at vegan at veganroadie.com. Everything there. You've got the show there. You can find the podcast there. You can find uh, stuff about my previous books and all sorts of stuff. My TV appearances, all things like that at veganroadie.com. And then, of course, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at The Vegan Roadie. You can follow me on Twitter, too, but I'm not active. And we normally do a Dustin's dish at this point, but I think you've done plenty of of your dishing. Dustin's dish, so you're off the hook, quick and easy. It basically is. So you're off the hook for this week. Um, So thank y'all for letting uh, us switch on you and have some fun. fun, Yeah, good job. I'm so proud of you. I just love you so much, and I love love seeing your journey with these books. And thank um, you for helping me with these books. These books are as much yours as they are mine. Excellent taste tester, and I like um, to name things. You're very good at it too. Um, I, I but I'm super proud it. and I think I don't know I think this book is going to really resonate with people that you know uh, we're have we learned in the pandemic like time is important sure um, and spending time with family yeah, is important absolutely. and this gives you a little bit more time to spend time with your family because you won't be doing 
spending a lot of time in the kitchen, you'll be yeah, you know, setting it and forgetting it. And, enjoying and that's what's great. With people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but uh, guys, if you can, please, please like, subscribe, review, share this podcast, like get it out there. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to give you kind of content each week, you know, with these amazing authors and, and Dustin's doing so much hard work and um, that we just really, really depend on you guys to like subscribe and review and share. Yeah, helps um, us it out. It does help us helps out. Helps people see that the podcast Down, is available. Uh, so tell your friends. Download you know, like yeah. download the episodes, you know, so that, you know, we get that kind of, I guess, credit. But anyway. Yeah, and thank um, you, too. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is a, was it a fun one, at least for me, maybe. Was, this is a blast for, you. for me. I loved it. Thanks, man. Um, and until next week, keep on cooking. And remember, it's nice to be nice. This has been a Muzzy Cat production. <laughs>